When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, how's it going today? It is a beautiful hump day. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got a great hour ahead here. We've got Julia's random thoughts, a little Hollywood speak, so sit back and enjoy the show. Let's enjoy. And Lizzo, or should we say Hizzo? Um, I love this. For Harry and Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah, yeah Lizzo. Blended just, name. Yeah, Lizzo just knocked Harry Styles off the Billboard Hot 100 with about damn time, and he sent her flowers in further proof that they have the cutest friendship. Because I remember when he sent her some of his beauty stuff. I think yes. it was called Pleasingly. I wonder whatever happened to that line. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think that's so cute. Because as it was, is the song of the summer based on the Billboard Hot 100, Not My Big Energy by Lotto, which is the song I can't get enough of. Just love that song. And I like About Damn Time, and I like Beyonce Break My Soul. Those would be, oh, and Lord, as it was, those would be you. my top five. I bet you you're going to come up with maybe another one out of this Beyonce yeah, album. Oh, I'm Friday. sure. I'm 16, sure you'll... 16. I like yeah. your song. About Tam Tam. It's so good. It's Lotto's so good. mine. Yeah, Big Energy. Oh. The remix and the, and remix the other one. Both with, of them. Both of them. Yeah, oh, they're fantastic. so. I mean, I don't know what my neighbors think. I played that song. I decided <laughs> to get the dust bunnies under my bed. Oh, yeah. They just were, I couldn't avoid them any longer. They were starting to come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played that song like on five... top of spiders. No, no, no. There's no spiders. Um, we're too high up in the air for spiders. Um, but anyway, That's five funny. five songs. Five times I played Big Energy. I love. I did the remix, and I just did Big Energy, then I did Big. And I don't know what my neighbors might have thought is because they're like, "Whoa, that song is on." Repeat. I love how you dust to Lotto, yeah. Big D Energy, uh, and Julia dust to, to our Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I know. No, I gotta have. I gotta. I gotta be able to, you know, do some dancing while I'm doing oh that. Oh my job. gosh! You're so funny. No, it's the only way to do it. I'm on day. What day of the week is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm on day three of trying to get my TV in my basement to turn on and play a YouTube exercise video. I'm in day three. I go. Yeah, down. every day you're like, I gotta go do this exercise. It never turns oh, on, well. and I am. Literally, yeah, you remember enough of the moves to just do it. Uh, I like to follow someone, okay. I like to I follow the leader, yeah. But I mean, I spent yeah, so much time laptop. trying to get my internet to work in my basement that I'm just like that's exercise avoidance, Julia. And I'm lady <laughs> exercise, <laughs> so I know, okay. <laughs> I am I go very up and I, down, right? And that, up that's right, that's and down a the snack exercise. That's I'm a trying, snack exercise. I have that, that euro thing, I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a power in a power booster, but years ago, and I'm trying to get that to where I'm like, because someone just turned on my damn TV. I just want to call Comcast and say, put in a cable line down here again. I can't stand it. 
Well, why, spend, what's keeping you from doing that? His, her, her Wi-Fi strength, I'm guessing, is not getting down to the right? receiver down in the and basement. it drives me crazy. You can get boosters for that. Yeah, I know. I have one. But, okay. I mean, I just, sometimes you're just like, ugh. I know. Yeah. It's a pain in the So butt. I did, I cleaned today instead of it. Well, Good. if you had lotto big energy, you would have cleaned harder and faster and had been sweatier. Like me. <laughs> oh, Lord. All I had but was I would have floor. missed all the fun with, of helping my mother with her phone. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> That honest sounds terrible. I think hour. everybody yeah. gets to have that joy. Oh, oh yeah. What button? Yeah. What's oh, an app? Oh, dear. I'm not getting my emails. I don't know why. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> How do I turn this phone around? Yeah, I did. Oh, like, oh, now, there is something I, w- I will say that is my observation, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, do any kind of a age thing, but it, it seems like, you know, it just, it depends on when somebody adopted the technology, but there does seem to be a group of older elders who they, they just, they, they just slam their, my dad does this. Oh, yeah. He goes like this. He takes all four of his fingers and he goes like that on his phone and his eye, whatever it is. And things are always getting jumbled and mixed up. And when it's I was like in, they're winding up to take a swing yeah, to and, push a new button on their iPad. And last year, <laughs> I didn't realize what a what 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 kind of a situation we had until I went to Sturgis with them, and <laughs> we were we were on a lookout somewhere. And I said, "Oh, I'm going to call so and so." And I looked at his phone, <laughs> and the front of his phone made no sense. Oh. No sense. There was no order. There was no. There wasn't the weather. It was just a bunch of random. You know, NASCAR and then U.S. Post Office. And I mean, just nothing that made sense through the front of the phone. And I'm like, Dad, what's going on here? He said, I don't know. Every time I touch that phone, things move around. Oh, yeah. And I said, show me how you find something. Things move around. Oh, it's just a power swing. And I'm like, oh. So I set up his phone. Yeah. And by the time he got back from Sturgis, which was a week later, I saw him. Everything was for cocktail games. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to, but you know, he knows how he's very savvy with all this other stuff, but he just doesn't seem to realize that he could, his phone could be organized like his desk. Oh. <laughs> it's true. You oh. know, and, and he kind of is making it worse because he doesn't get the touch, the touch screen. Oh my gosh. He's, it, he, it is just a daily thing. And I, I was so happy when I woke up today, and then I got the call. Oh, no. And I'm like, Julie, can you help me? And you're like, oh, they're day in a row. And I'm like, because after three hours at the phone store and two visits home to get passcodes and going back with my mom, I she FaceTimed me when I got home, and I'm like, decline, decline, And I'm like, I can't do it again. And that was my morning. I'm so happy. Yeah. And then to be, ah! a, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Mom. And your brother's at work and oh. she knows Casey is, he's good for the TV. Okay. I'm, I am the phone he, and iPad. Yeah. And Casey's the TV. John is And he just, downloads, like he figured out how to, do, he figures out how to download streaming apps to your mom's television that isn't a smart one. We do have three one. of us, Grant. There's You're three so of you are putting our oh, geek squad together. And I call my together. brother, I call your husband, my brother, and the, uh, on the way to work yesterday. Just, just so you know, <laughs> just so you know, so I get credit. 
Right. <laughs> you gotta, forget, you gotta I'm doing something over here. I, just because even though I live in the suburbs, I want credit for the three hours I spent with mom last night at the phone store. And we laughed hysterically. Yeah, because he would couldn't make it five minutes. <laughs> oh, Lori. No, Casey wouldn't make it five minutes. See, because when with the TV and that the streaming thing oh. your mom can go make a sandwich and he can just work alone <laughs> okay true. but with the phone oh we were oh and getting a new phone oh. her input was needed no, oh. guys. oh god it, it, grant but you know i mean oh. anyone who has mm-hmm. you just sit there it's just yeah you fix it one day and like you said it's like not even 10 minutes later and there's yep. another question I, so i'm like declined Oh, confessions. All right, it's time to come back with random thoughts. We'll be right back. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so today is National Cheesecake Day, and we need to give a shout-out to Twin Cities' best cheesecake, Muddy Paws, which is located in St. Louis Park, and they are going to be having a big, big um, celebration yeah, they've been around for a long time now. Their 29th anniversary. Wow. And so they are going to have a celebration. Um, is it today? Is it today? Today is the 27th of July, Julia. We're in the Leo season. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the deal. They're going to have food. They have music. They have cheesecake. And they're also having um, a fundraiser where they're giving a percentage of all of the money Raised today to stop which strengthens the St. Louis Park community nice. by responding to basic emergency needs. Robin from Furniture Manor does this a lot yes. of time in her community. Yeah. So, some is it, of the, so is it today, the party? Um, Grant, can you look it up and it's tell at, me? Where is it at again? At, at Muddy Paws. Paws. Muddy Paws. I'll look it up. Jeez, oh, I love Muddy Paws. I know yeah, it. I know it. Um, such a guy. Oh, said it's it going to be. It's this weekend, maybe. It's July thirtieth, this yeah. Saturday. Yes, Saturday. there you go. Yes, they're yep. going to have big. They're going to have bands. They're going to have food. They're going to have cheesecake. They have a great open parking lot area to do all this yeah. so and we want also to give a shout out to tammy from muddy paws mm-hmm. we are birthday twins oh, oh that's right mm-hmm. fellow virgonians virgonians as it were Virgonians. and lori wants to give a shout out to another hundred year old gentleman Ooh. today harry burkus celebrated his hundredth birthday and he rolled a turkey he rolled three strikes in a row and his friend got it all on camera and grant posted it stop it so cute that's so darling yeah Oh my God! I'll be born before I know it, Lori. You will right. be. It's bo- around the corner, Lori. Oh, I know. Man. You want to bowl? Give a call to the Hopkins Bowl Wednesday night mixed league, seven o'clock. Always looking for teams. There you go. All right. So there's a new thing that came out today about why you haven't had COVID yet. Because mm-hmm. you and I were so proud. Oh, you couldn't get it to yeah. me. Alexis just got it in July, her first yeah. time. Grant has never it. got I it. I haven't had it. No. Look, here's what they're saying: thirty um, percent of Americans have not got COVID yet. Mm-hmm. For the first time, and it's and it's here's what they're saying. It might just be genetics. Mm. Specifically, scientists believe an increased expression of a gene called OAS1. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of the immune system system's response to viral infections, and may naturally put you at a lower risk of contracting the virus. Also, if you're someone who happens to catch a lot of colds, your T cells are able to recognize a coronavirus immediately and fight it off. So if Who would ever think that? That that would be... If you're cold. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be the opposite. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And um, let's see. The third one is if you suffer from allergies, allergies yeah. you may actually be better protected because of a higher than normal inflama- 
inflammatory response in your lungs. Look at that. So there, there you, you go. go. That's cool. We don't get colds. Because Casey hasn't had COVID. Great. Does he get a lot of colds? But Nobody he has, has asthma. And he, he has, has allergies. allergies. And he gets a shot. Right. Once a month. So he still gets, he still gets shots? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. That seems like a long but time. But he's, he's very allergic to stuff. And he's got asthma. Yes, yes. So maybe that's it. Maybe. I mean, it might be something... They, yeah. they'll, they'll spend years studying yeah, it. Well, also, they know that people with uh, O negative or the I've, I've universal blood type yep. have had less COVID than other people. They're just going to study this every which way. Yeah, but that's but, interesting about the like you know if the, you get the a infection. Lot of colds. Yes, that, yeah. in a weird way that makes sense. It mm-hmm. does make sense yeah. in a weird way. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're planning on visiting Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm no. Not. I know. But <laughs> listen to what they're building. Does it sound crazy or oh, what? Oh, this is crazy. The world's largest structure, which will be two buildings up to 1,600 feet tall. I don't know how many floors that is, mm. but running parallel for 75 miles. Yeah. More it, than anything, I would just love to see electric so we wouldn't be dependent on Saudi Arabian oil or any oil because oh. they just, I can't, that country bugs. Bugs they me. do. Yes. They're not 9-11, yep. the journalists, yep. all that money. Oh, and then the white of the lace, the black of the leather kind of attitude about everybody's lives. I oh. like this. Like. <laughs> getting your blood boiling. Oh, it's getting my blood boiling. <laughs> I like this. But I like the Saudi Arabian people. I think it's their, you know, it's who's leading it at the I top. Understand. It's all of who the has sheiks. all the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably 1% of the. Mm-hmm. Even less than that. Even sure. less, yeah. Oh, okay, man. pork and roll. Um, first of all, are cats being an invasive spe- species made all the morning shows this morning? I so saw I, it from your Polish Institute. I want it's, you to be it's, proud it's, you heard it here first. You That's did. Right. And Julia, the only reason I wanted to quiet you down on that was that I thought it was a... A diss to our I cat. thought it was a clickbait type of research headline. Oh. The way this guy... At the Polish Institute? Institute, the way he <laughs> defined it, because cats have been domesticated. They go back to, like, I don't know, A.D. or something oh, like that. Sure. I mean, a long, long time. So he knew he would be getting cat-grabbing <laughs> clickbait headlines. He was, he was a kitty bait. And now his his name might be known, the Polish Institute. I don't know his name. And, but the re- cat lovers were, were really upset with him. I know it. I yeah. believe it. It yeah. was such a random thing to come out with. Yeah, don't go raining. I think you Cats might like this. Cats get a bad enough rap as it is. We have to have a, They have to have a special festival. To make I it. want you to know this. <laughs> but but he, so did, he did theorize that cats killed 140 million birds a year in, in Poland. And so I he don't, was worried about the birds in Poland. Yes, this is where he was coming from, but pe- not enough people were reporting on that. And, he, and it wasn't, he just said it killed a lot of birds. It didn't say how many. 140 million. That's a lot. A lot of birds. A lot of birds. Cats yeah. were first domesticated in 1200 BC See. in Greece. Okay, yeah. So so over 1200 years ago. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Beginning of everything. And the beginning of everything. <laughs> everything comes through there. Okay, pork and roll is the headline. Pork and roll? Pork and roll. A pig farmer in Belgium. Oh, I thought it was a new sex it's- position. <laughs> Well, you put on a little round pipe cleaner on your nose and make piggy sounds. Okay. That could be sexual. A pig yeah, farmer in Belgium figured out which styles of music his pigs like best. And why this was important to him is because they're conducting a study about how to make pigs calm down more during the slow insemination sessions. Oh. It is. Mm-hmm. And Lori once pretended, based on Larry Farr tell, telling mm-hmm. her one day about bull inseminations, mm-hmm. uh, Lori once pretended for about a year or two when we'd go out to L.A. that you were... That's what I did for a living. What do you yeah. do for a living? I'm a cow. And she'd say a cow instead of a bull. I always got it wrong. And she every once a- in a while, a smart animal person would say, uh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you he was the- an inseminator. Oh, remember the movie Kingpin? Yes. With the bowling and he's out there. He goes, hey, I got up early and milked your cow. We don't have a cow. We have a bull, though. <laughs> he's drinking <laughs> the big old bucket of milk. <laughs> that That is one of the crudest, funniest movies It really ever. is. Oh, ever. And that was an inappropriate movie we watched with our kids when yes. they were way too young yes. and i still have the video at the cabin yeah i watched it with my nephews at too young of an age they were like eight and ten and it was they thought it was the greatest thing There's and my sister was like thing in it yeah my sister's like i don't know that the boys should have been watching that movie and i was like oh god casey and i just picked it up at what was the big box store Blockbuster. <laughs> on the cover based Every on the cover Friday night it was so much fun to go and there Woody, back in the day we're like woody harrelson yeah. it could, it's How gotta could- be great Cheers. Roy Munson was his name. Roy, you don't want to get yes. Munsoned out here. Oh, yeah. God, that oh, movie. Look at how guys remember every line from every movie. Yeah. It's creepy. It's a guy thing. It is. All right. Well, there we go. But pigs do like music. They don't like rock and roll. They like Good all the know. other ones. We'll file that away. All right. <laughs> we'll use it at the fair. Hey, everybody. Well, it is time for a Low J Book Club. And we have a wonderful book a wonderful book if you're a fan of historical fiction like julia and we i are we've had a lot time. lot of people on and this is our first time with madeline martin and she's written an amazing book inspired by you know of course true story it's called the librarian spy and it just came out yesterday welcome madeline hi madeline thank you hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here oh, oh we-, we love i don't know what it is madeline but i mean Every time we read a wonderful historical fiction, like we just had Diamond Eye, Kate right. Quinn on earlier this summer. Oh, that book is so good. So good. It? I love it. But your <laughs> librarians, by, I, these books, we're always finding out different ways that women, women contributed, particularly with World War II, the amazing ways. And I, we were so, as soon as we got the description of your book, um, which you're going to give us the setup, but inspired by real I'm, uh, American librarian spies, we're like, okay, we've got to know this story. <laughs> Is that how you felt? I mean, when you discovered this? 
Absolutely. You know, I was reading an article that was talking about the librarian spies that were sent, you know, from their jobs as librarians in America going over to neutral countries to gather intel, like pamphlets and things like that. Um, and, and, but the thing is, we didn't really have very much training. And then the other spies that were in uh, Portugal at that time were, were definitely consummate spies. Like, for example, Ian Fleming's um, Casino Royale that he wrote yes. was actually based on his time in Lisbon. So that will tell you the caliber of spies that that these poor American librarians with really no training whatsoever were completely up against. And I thought, oh, you know, that would be an interesting story. <laughs> and, and you oh, really gosh. have. So give the setup about yes. our character, our American character, Ava Harper, which love the name. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so she works in the Library of Congress, which I, I got to visit it, and it was it was beautiful. And I'm actually a little bit jealous of my character, if that's possible. Yes. <laughs> um, so she she was working there and uh, was asked to go and work for her country uh, for the war effort and go into uh, Portugal to gather intel, going through various um, bookshops and news kiosks to try to gather what she could to send back to America for whatever kind of intel could be found. Um, and it was really interesting because, uh, you know, for example, like when the Warsaw Ghetto was uh, taking uh, coats away from all of the Jews, the fur coats, the reason why they were doing it was because they were getting ready to attack Russia. So it seems interesting, like little benign things that you would think, why why would this be important, actually could really be huge for strategic military tactics. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. And, 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 and and the other thing, you know, that we we find out as we go on this journey with Ava, and, you know, I hadn't really thought about Portugal being a neutral country no, right. uh, during World War II, so it didn't have the bombing. But also, you know, we know we know somewhat of the French resistance. I think of uh, the one book. Hey, um, Quinn, um, the, Alice Network, or no, which one? The Alice Network, Network. but uh, the other yes, one about the, the resistance. The, the two oh. resistance, they're making it into a movie. We read it. We read it. I can't oh, remember. Oh, we the Nightingale. Yes, the Nightingale. Yes, yes. 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 And, and so, you yes. know, you have that element because we have this whole, you have this whole other amazing character who lives in Lyon, Lyon and works for the French resistance and just how incredibly dangerous it was. I, I was like oh, on yeah. the edge of my seat. I just have so to good. tell you, Aww. Madeline. Thank you. Yeah, I am. Um, so with her, that character, Elaine Rousseau's character in Lyon, she actually was based off of a woman who actually existed, who worked with the clandestine presses operating the actual printing presses. Um, and that was an incredibly dangerous job because those underground newspapers, not only did it enlist more people into the French resistance, who obviously were opposing the Nazis, mm-hmm. but they also worked to um, offset the, the spread of disinformation that the Nazis were trying to do. So um, so they were very interested in shutting down printing presses. So it was an incredibly dangerous job. Yeah. And, and, and we, you know, you learn all this, of course, at the end of the book. And I'm just assuming as I'm reading the book, I thought, well, at the end of the book, I'll find out from the author, you know, which of these people are based on real people. But I was just yeah. really, you know, I guess I sometimes forget that Nazi Germany was in France for four years or, you know, it was, oh, quite right. a, long, it was a long time, a long time. And they were very invested in making sure people were hungry and didn't know what was going on. Correct. Yeah. When I was doing my research for it, um, I, the overriding theme that I really caught from a lot of the firsthand accounts that I read was just hunger. People were so hungry and so I really, that was very important for me to incorporate into Elaine's story mm-hmm. to really represent that. 
because there was a way of keeping domination and um, the boot, if you will. Yes. And, oh, absolutely. And, and you just, I'm curious, how long did it take you to research The Librarian Spy? Because you spun such a incredible novel, um, but I feel Thank like there you. was a lot of research. There was also, well, I, I will admit that I love research. Okay. I am a total research fiend and I am a history nerd. So okay. it goes hand in hand. Um, and so um, I, I did probably about nine months worth of research with um, nonfiction books and, um, and firsthand accounts and everything. And then I did get a chance to also travel to Lisbon, Portugal and Lyon, France. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was able to to really deepen a lot of the research that I was doing. Is there a new museum in Lyon about the French resistance? Is that where th- is that where that is? Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact, I got to see the printing press that the woman who inspired Elaine's character actually used during World War II. Wow. Which was like a total geek out moment for me, being like, "Oh my gosh, this is." seriously the printing press that she like used you know what i mean it was just it was a really amazing moment for me yeah and then and when you did you also went to lisbon and were you able to read firsthand accounts of people who were living there because it you really get the sense in reading the library and spy the desperation of the people who made their way as refugees to get a visa and get out of the country and they had portugal secret police I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely really tough um, as far as the interminable waits they really had to endure all the various visas, the hoops they had to jump through. Um, it was very, very, a very difficult time for them. Um, I didn't get to interview anybody that had firsthand accounts with mm-hmm. that. I did read a lot of those in books. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, it was hard to always find information in Portuguese. So a lot of times what I had to do is I have um, I have a, a translator thing that I had bought. And um, that's like a little bit better than Google Translate. And I would ask a question in English and it would translate into Portuguese. And then I would put it into a search engine in Portuguese and get my results back in Portuguese. Uh-oh. And then I would, I would put it through the translator again to get oh it my. in English so wow. that I could have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really difficult to find a lot of information um, on Portugal during World War II. But I was determined and I, I found all kinds of books and everything that way. Oh. Um, but as <laughs> as far as. First-hand accounts, though, you know, one really incredible thing is um, I hired an amazing tour guide and uh, while I was in Lisbon, and her grandmother was 101 at the time, and she was living in Lisbon when all of the refugees came in, and she remembered it. And so my tour guide would ask her for information, and so she came back and shared all these first-hand accounts. And it was something for her that was really special, too, because she said it really sort of opened the door for her to have conversations with her grandmother that they never really had the opportunity to have before. I mean, what kind of fate is that, no uh, Madeline, that your tour oh, guide would have had that? I mean, the book, The Library and Spy, was meant to be. It really was. I mean, <laughs> this yeah, is... she was she was just absolutely wonderful. Can you imagine being thrown into that situation? Yeah. And, oh gosh, no! And I and I really want. I this is this is just such such a just a brilliant tale of you know resistance and courage, and 
It's in hope. And and also, I want to go to Portugal, specifically Lisbon, to have these pastries that you write about. (laughs) Right. Actually, my reader's guide is going to be coming out soon, and I have a recipe in it for that. And it's so easy, even I can make it. Trust me, because I I, I had like four failures before I finally came up with a recipe. And I was like, okay, if I can make it, anyone can make it. (laughs) Oh, Madeline, do you write all historical fiction? Uh, Previously, I had written historical romance, so I've published about 38 books at this point. Okay, That is amazing to me. Okay, so so (laughs) historical romance, and then you're switching, you know, this is a switch for you. And there's romance in this. Yes, I I know. And there is like a twist, a real-life twist that happens in this book that I just was so proud to read about. Thank you. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Madeline. But I want people to read. Oh, the book. I know. I'm not yeah. going to say. Yeah, you're not going to say. Find out. <laughs> right, but I mean, it's just so. Um, yeah, people sometimes will say, "Well, why? Why do you like uh, you know historical fiction?" And I don't know why. What it is, I guess it just feels like whatever is happening in, in modern time with you right now, there's been in time in history where people have been in such a rough, terrible place. And so we can find hope, I think, like with these kinds of stories, because oh, people have persevered through so much. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, one of the things for me personally that I've always, because I'm, I'm a huge reader of historical fiction. I, I It's always been one of my favorite genres. And one of the things I enjoy so much about it is, it's like education wrapped in brain candy. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a oh, I love that. story that yeah. completely sucks you in. But as you're going, you're learning all these incredible things, and they stay with you because it's, it's such a great way to read it, you know? Yeah. Oh, it really is. Well, I just I, I, I um, can't tell you how much we enjoyed the librarians by the book just came out yep. yesterday. yesterday. It was thank your you. book birthday, and it's just absolutely yes. fantastic. And thank you so much for writing it, and we'll just... Keep our eye on you. We'll follow you on Twitter and, you know, so thank good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Madeline. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank oh, you. Oh, it was so nice to meet you. Oh, it's so great to meet you, ladies, too. Thank you so much for having me on this show. It's okay. such, a, such a pleasure. Okay, thank you. And we've got two copies to give yes, away. Yes, we 651-641-1071. Historical Fiction Fans, this is your next book, The Librarian Spy. We'll be right back. Well... Grant might be you and I. Oh, there she is, my little Hollywood speaking cupcake. I'm right here. Just dashing to. Just putting a little frosting on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. That book. Oh, oh my gosh. That was my Montana book. Yeah. Oh, my God. That that. was my Montana book. And every time time someone would come around the corner, I'd have my nose in that book because I could not put it it down. down. It was so intense. And we've got winners. Mm -hmm. So, congratulations, whoever our winners were. Very happy Um, book lovers. I love meeting her. I did too. She had wonderful energy and so. And she's a cat video lover. Oh, (laughs) I went. I almost brought up. We're doing a cat video festival. (laughs) I can't be that nerdy. No, don't be that nerdy. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, we didn't talk about it too much, but like over the weekend, JoJo Siwa, who's just nineteen, and she's having a pool day, and she was doing Insta reels or whatever with her fans, and they were doing an Insta live. Yes. Yes. Who was the rudest celebrity you ever met? And she said, Candace Cameron Bure. And um, that, um, you know, she said, yeah, I asked her for a a picture at the 2016 premiere of of Fuller House. And Siwa was 12. And Candace snapped, not right now. And then went on to take pictures with other people. 
And okay. so JoJo felt that was very, and she told that story. And yep. I can see Candace doing this. For whatever reason, she has always bugged me. She has. I like always, her. Always. No, she's, she's, she's. She bugs you. I like her. But the day after this thing, then Candace posts a Bible quote. See, I don't like when people hide behind the Bible. That bugs yeah, I, me. Yeah, I agree with that. That bugs me. So then Candace must have got some heat for being all little Miss Holier Than Thou with her little Bible verse. When all this is, is just a pool chat that JoJo just shared yeah. of a 12-year-old memory, and that is rude. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. My and, goodness. You, in, You're not that big, Candace. You're not, you know, Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. You're at the Fuller House premiere. Take a picture <laughs> with this girl who people know from the day. It's not like she was nobody. Right. Right. This is correct. JoJo probably had more followers. Yes. Way more way followers. Way more. Like than it would have been a good thing. Like it this is helped so her. snotty of Candace. Yes. And okay. I think it indicates her. So Candace posts the Bible thing. Well, she must have got blowback. Yeah. We'll call it Bible blowback. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not good to <laughs> hide behind hide that. behind the Bible. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. So then Candace um uh, apologize. She, she she called her. She Lori. called her. Yeah, and then she felt crummy. And I'm so sorry. I broke your heart. And it, Jojo was like, "No, listen. I never meant this to get big. I was just having a pool day, right. just honestly answering. I didn't even know this. You this know, this is I the power of social media, right? Whether you wanted to or not. Then Cameron goes on in her little Insta post about calling Jojo, making sure we know that, and she goes. Even a 10-second, this is what Cameron writes, even a 10-second trending TikTok video can do damage because our words matter and our actions matter. Uh, Cameron, that's not the lesson here, okay? Oh. The lesson is be nice. I know be, not Your actions, your words, I mean, she, again, flips it off. So she doesn't know anything. She's not anymore. But how about Tori Spelling? And then Tori Spelling jumps on the bandwagon. And just says, I'm so proud of Candace. Ah. Uh. Apologizing. Well, Candace asked her to put that out. That's how much the JoJo Siwa fans uh, were just like not having it. People never like it when you're rude to a kid. Ever. Ever. That's just bad form all the way around. A fellow celebrity kid. Come on. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Okay, I've got one for you. Okay. John Mayer has let us know that he only likes to act in his friends' movies. I didn't know he'd been in any of his friends' And I'm like, who, who has asked him to ask, act yeah. in anything? Yeah. That's right. So he goes on what to friends? say... He Andy is, Cohen home movies? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He is admitted he agreed to join the cast of the thriller Vengeance after he was approached by his friend BJ Novak. Oh, I and about this uh, show. It, yeah, Entertainment Tonight asked him, I, and he says, I like being in my friends' movies. I I don't really have a brain for acting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. I like when my it. friends call me and say, "Do you want to do stuff?" Does he just play himself? He's a parody of himself. Okay, well, with that's very right. little very little acting awareness. Calling his scene a great moment between two guys that are smart and but dumb. Okay. So, in case we're wondering where John Mayer was, because we haven't seen him with Andy lately. No, we haven't. He has been filming a parody. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know how to quite bring this up to. I don't Abe's know. Is it going to stress me out? I don't know. I'm a little stressed right now well, over something. This is Nick Cannon. Oh um, dear. On a podcast yesterday. Who is talking to this man all the time? 
he gets a, he gets around literally and, and figuratively. He Angela, who ye whose podcast it was, just about fell out of her chair when Nick just made the proclamation. Eighty percent of women probably need assistant assistance when it comes to feminine hygiene. There's only a magnificent twenty percent that have no smell. Okay. Um, I'm just okay. gonna say something. <laughs> wow, I'm just that gonna is say a, something. That is a bold you know what? statement for a man to make out loud. Yes. Really It's really rude. It is. Because he's such a player. Yes. I'd Stop like, sniffing I'd, around so I'd many like to know so many people. Eighty percent. Assistance? Assistance? What the hell's assistance? I don't know. You hold Freaking one end of the washcloth and I'll hold the other end. <laughs> this is so gross. Isn't it? He's, it's so... Did she ask him? No, he just came out with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twitter had I'm fun. I'm so and grossed they, out by him. I know it. Okay. His penis has been everywhere, and I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it does, more germs are on that thing. I mean, come on. He yeah. dabbles in every dipper everywhere. Right. I mean, gross. Talk <laughs> yeah. about what needs some hygiene. hygiene assistance. Thank you. Who would put that in them? I mean, gross. He is so... He, is, he did not help himself with saying this, and Mariah... Nothing helps himself yeah, right now. No, he, this is not good. And you, and then it's hard wearing, to take a man seriously in, in a, a turban, turban talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> I mean, once you he know. started wearing the turban, I mean, really... Once he and Mariah broke, broke up, up, he's just been on a little spin. But he was young yeah, I when know. he married her. And he was, we knew it wasn't going to last. I know. But he was they so had a good, good love and affair, basketball. and they had the twins, yeah, I know. rock and roll... Gosh, he just is something. Yeah. Mariah is very, you know, we don't see much of her. No. She She's still with the dancer, dancer Tara. Yes. She's been with that dancer for a while. She and Brittany have a love of dancers. Well, they're there. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Lori Laughlin <laughs> did an interview with the LA Times. It's oh, her first interview. Oh, I'm curious. It's her first interview. Okay. And she's... she. Went to her first, She was. she's gone to a few things, but she went to her first big gala in June. Yeah, we saw the pictures, her first red At the Holly Rod yes. Foundation. Okay. And, uh, Boy, was she shamed. He, he, well, she should have been. Yeah, you but know. not that. Well, she that. served a two full, she served only two months of a sentence. I, again, she, Lori, she... But but she had 12 months, so to me, getting getting out after two months, that seems like, okay, I mean, you know, people have done some errors. Well, but that was that's College what Gate. Julia plea deals are given for a reason. You can take the plea deal or you can go to trial. Yeah. This is the school of law and order, okay? And she got busted and she fine. got offered a plea deal. Okay, tell me about or her interview. Trial. Well, she felt down and broken after she was released from prison. Um she it was uh she, and it was a TV special for um the project angel food, which was the community service that she selected. So I think this is very good that she did this interview. I misspoke, not with LA times, but she did it with, okay. Through the guise of this project on a local ABC affiliate good in LA. Her. Yeah. Is so she she's okay? working with the organization. I remember, Yeah. Good. Yes. Because she found her way to this charity. Are they still married? Yes, they are. They are. Wow. Massimo. Mm -hmm. And it was all his idea. I know it. She doesn't say that in the interview.
just happy to How do you not people. say that at some point? Yeah, Julia, I have to break up a little Hollywood speaker. All right. <laughs>